This is a Federal News Network podcast. When it comes to hiring the talent they need, federal agencies are often working in the dark. They can't see what's down the road or they don't consider it. So hiring doesn't follow a talent management plan, nor take into account how the agency and the work it needs are changing. That's the gist of what the Government Accountability Office recently testified. Here with more, including something about those 29 recommendations made to OPM over the years, the GAO's Director of Strategic Issues, Robert Goldenkoff. Robert, good to have you back. Great to be here, Tom. Thank you. It's really a mixed bag, isn't it, with respect to the agencies that get this whole issue of needing a new approach to human capital. Some of them are pretty much stuck in the 60s. That is correct. I mean, across government, um, well, GAO has identified strategic human capital management as one of our high-risk areas, uh, and that's because there are critical skill gaps uh, in government-wide positions, and those are occupations that are common uh, to most federal agencies, things like um, acquisition, cybersecurity, human resource management. We've also seen um, skills gaps in, in um, specific agencies and occupations that are unique to particular agencies, such as uh, doctors and nurses at VA. Bottom line is that these skill gaps are affecting the ability of agencies to carry out their missions. And I guess there's some emerging, as the government becomes more digital, People like data scientists and data advisors and and data analysts and so forth, agencies seem to be increasingly turning to special authorities to hire these people because the standard merit systems just can't seem to get them in fast enough. Well, well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons for these skills gaps, there's actually three that we've identified. One is structural. uh, The second one is demographics. And the third are um, societal changes. And... You know, in terms of the societal changes, we see both um, agencies are relying uh, more and more on advanced technology, things like robotics, automation, artificial intelligence. And so that's going to change the skill sets that are needed uh, to carry out agencies' work. And also, you testify there's a lot that Congress could help with, but there's a great deal of work agencies could simply do on their own if they would just put their shoulder to the stone there, if I'm not mixing my metaphors, and, and do within the statutory authorities they have now. Well, well absolutely. And, and that's why, I mean, I mentioned one of the challenges was structural. And by that, I mean there, there's some statutory issues. For example, the Classification Act, which is the law that organizes um, federal occupations for purposes of, of pay and, and uh, other things, that celebrates its uh, 70th anniversary this month. And so that and other building blocks of the federal personnel system were created for uh, a type of work and workforce that, that no longer exists today. But, and so that's Congress's error, and we know it, it takes a while for, for Congress to do its thing and, and move legislation. But what's important is that there are things that agencies can do today within their existing authorities to make them more competitive in the labor market. And those are things like... Um, uh, being more aggressive in, in their recruiting strategies, for example, um, having more of a presence on college campuses, uh, uh, in, enhancing their brand on college campuses, even just very simple things like making position descriptions more appealing, less bureaucratic sounding. Those and, things don't cost any money, 
and yet they're directly related to agencies' missions. We're speaking with Robert Goldenkoff. He is the GAO's Director of Strategic Issues. And where does OPM's responsibility in all of this leave off and the agencies pick up on their own? Uh, that is to say, what can OPM do to enhance this ability among the agencies to, to uh, use modern recruiting and hiring techniques? Sure. Ultimately, it's, it's up to the agencies. But where OPM steps in is that it's responsible for providing tools and guidance to agencies. And over the years, we've made um, uh, uh, over 20 recommendations aimed at uh, um, Im- improving things that OPM could do to enhance human capital management. So those are things like um, uh, helping agencies uh, to make uh, special pay authorities uh, more effective, um, addressing employee misconduct and in- improving performance management within agencies. Um, OPM can also help agencies use workforce analytics to address mission-critical skills gaps. Um, so those are just um, a handful of areas where we've made recommendations specifically to OPM. And with respect to the agencies themselves, there's a lot they can do if they would only try it. I mean, we just had an interview with Glenn Fine, the uh, acting inspector general of the Defense Department, and he raised the IG office, and there's 1,800 people. It's not a small office. Just by doing basic walking around types of engagement activities that any manager ought to do anyway, and the scores went way up. Oh, sure. And uh, that's actually, you know, one of um, four areas where um, we've identified in some of our our prior work is engaging employees. And, um, yeah, these are simple practices, things like having constructive performance conversations with employees, providing opportunities for career development and training, uh, um, encouraging the use of work-life balance programs, fostering inclusive work environments. What that comes down to, actually, and this is another area where agencies need to work on, comes down to the supervisor. That's where employees have the most day-to-day contact. Uh, and so if you um, strengthen your, your, your supervisors and give them the, the skills that they need to motivate people, inspire people, um, uh, create a, an inclusive uh, culture, again, you're going to have impacts on the uh, mission of the agency. And in the larger strategy, aligning human capital strategy with current and future mission requirements, this implies that this is not the HR department in a department or agency, but it's really the mission owners and agency top leadership. Well, that, that is correct. And it's a combination of leadership commitment where the, the top leaders of an organization need to recognize the relationship between um, people and human capital management on the one hand and performance on the other hand. Um, culture, they need to respect people, value people, build a, a, an inclusive culture, and then using um, leading practices, uh, leading personnel practices across the whole life cycle of federal employment from, from recruitment all the way to, to retirement and everything in between. Um, and so you're right, it's not just an HR issue, it's actually, it's a strategic business function of an organization. And you also point out, I think, in the report that the areas where there are specific problems, agencies, it really spans the range from civilian to DOD. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that, that, that's interesting in our work, I mentioned our, uh, our high-risk list. And so human capital management is its own high-risk area, but there are 34 other programs and operations on GAO's high-risk list. And, you know, that ranges, um, as, as you said, it's, it's DOD, it's VA, it's, it's um, DHS. 
So of those 34 other areas, um, if you peel back all the layers, the root cause of many, of actually 16 of those 34 high-risk areas is a human capital management issue. The point being that if agencies focus on their human capital um, issues and actually if they improve their personnel management, uh, they can head off a lot of problems down the road. Um, but the reverse is also true. If they don't focus on effective human capital management, those high-risk areas are not going away. And the testimony that you just gave recently, not, not too long ago, was that because somebody on the Hill said, let me get an update on this, or is this is something you have to do annually anyhow? Well, no. Uh, I mean, this is something, uh, the, the testimony was before the Subcommittee on Government Operations, it's uh, the Committee on Oversight uh, uh, and Reform, and so this has just been an ongoing issue. Um, the Hill is aware of it. They're working on it. Um, there's been legislation proposed over the years, but the, the, the problems are, are complex. They're longstanding and systemic, so change takes time. But one of the things that will be required for sustained change is um, uh, congressional oversight. And so that was why it was important that they had the hearing last week. And care and feeding, if you will, of the federal workforce, if you get aside from some of the economic issues, tends to be reasonably bipartisan from what I've been able to notice. Would you agree? Absolutely. There was uh, um, a a focus on um, improving the workforce, improving morale, um, holding workers accountable, um, and those are all bipartisan um, issues. And the reason for that is that um, everybody can agree on the importance of effective management of agencies. Everybody wants effective mission outcomes. Otherwise, we're just wasting taxpayer dollars. Robert Goldenkoff is Director of Strategic Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person, or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.